Bibles and turn to 1 John chapter 3. And, uh, we'll go ahead and get our Sunday school lessons out. Are we good, Brother Darren? The microphone's already. I had it turned off. I apologize a bit earlier. Uh, if you do not have one of our Sunday school lessons yet, this is lesson four. Uh, lesson four uh, for our series on prayer, Ask and Receiving. Uh, if you put your hand up, we'll get one to you. Uh, if you need one, put your hand up. I want to make sure everybody gets a copy. And that's 1 John chapter number 3 and verse 22, our text this morning. And our theme this morning, our uh, lesson is the answer to prayer is receiving. Uh, the answer to prayer is receiving. Make sure and give Corrine $20 when she gives you the lesson there. She and I are going to split that. She gets 10%, I get 90%. It's a pretty good deal. Randall, can you give this ugly guy one? Oh, there you go. still not have one of the lessons. All right, look together in your Bibles with me, 1 John, 1 John chapter number 3 and verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we say the next word with me, receive of him. Notice that word, receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray that you would be with our minds and our hearts as we learn together. Lord, would you take away our preconceived ideas? Lord, would you remove from our thinking anything that would oppose your word? Lord, as we examine this thought of prayer, as we realize what an answer to prayer is, it is receiving Lord, we ask this morning that we could receive uh, your word, receive teaching, receive truth, uh, receive help, challenge, encouragement this morning. Lord, we trust you, and we know you're able to do so. We know you want to minister to every heart here. And Lord, I pray you would do so. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing to sight. Matthew chapter 7 tells us of what man is there of you whom his son asks bread and he will give him a stone. In the lesson we looked at last week about prayer being asking and prayer is asking. As we, as we thought about that truth, we learned that prayer is not adoration and is not worship. Uh, all those things are important, but that is not the true definition of prayer. Uh, prayer is not a spiritual exercise. Prayer rather is asking God for something. Uh, James 4, 2 says, Ye have not because ye ask not. Matthew 7, verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, 
and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. I remember when I was a young Bible college student, and I would go out soul winning with uh, a man named John Francis. He is the bus director at First Baptist, uh, Pastor Wilkerson's son, uh, brother-in-law, and a dear friend of mine. And uh, he was the, at the time, was uh, the assistant to the bus director at First Baptist, and and the bus ministry there, and he and I would go together and go out soul winning together. And he'd knock on a door, and oftentimes in Chicago, in the part of Chicago where we were, a lot of folks spoke Spanish, and we would hear "Quienes, Quienes," and he'd just knock on the door again. And if they wouldn't answer after the second knock, if they're asking who it is, it never failed. He would just say, "Brother John." And people always open the door. It got to the point when I would knock on doors later on. If, if no one had answered the door, I'd just say, Brother John. It was like magic words that opened the door. Uh, people would open the door and talk with us. Can I tell you that we can knock on the door of prayer and expect that door to be open. We can expect to receive an answer of prayer. We can expect that God hears us and that he will answer and as our text verse there tells us in first john 3 22 we receive of him now we learn that prayer is asking but on the other side of asking is receiving how many of you ever thrown a baseball before i've thrown baseballs i can't throw one now my shoulder now that i try to throw anything it goes a different direction if i throw a ball for yeti in the house it could go anywhere. There's no controlling where it goes. My wife is not happy when I'm throwing things in the house anyway, but especially now. I have no control over where I throw it. But if you have someone going to play catch with a baseball, if uh, Josh comes to Dexter and says, hey, Dad, let's, let's play catch. And Josh gets a baseball. Dexter's there, and he throws it at Dexter. Dexter doesn't put his hands up. He just hits him right in the nose. Not going to be a successful game of catch. Uh, it's going to be a successful trip to the emergency room uh, for the broken nose. Rather, if he throws the ball, Dexter is going to catch that ball because it's thrown to him. He has to receive it. When we ask God for something, we should be accepting and ready to receive that God has an answer for us and prayer is uh, asking, but we're in lesson four there, Colton. You don't have? Okay, no, no worries. I'll get it to you in a second. Uh, but as you look there in your notes, uh, I want you to think about a couple of things here uh, very quickly uh, as we think about prayer being uh, this matter of receiving. Uh, number one there in your notes, the scriptures teach that an answer to prayer is getting what you asked for. Bear with me just a second. I'm going to send something here to Brother Colton so we can get the right lesson up there.
I said there, number one, the scriptures teach that an answer to prayer is getting what you ask for. Our modern way of thinking as we think about prayer is we don't expect anything. We look at prayer as a religious exercise. We look at prayer as just something I'm supposed to do. But there's nothing that's going to happen because of it. When in reality, God wants to give us answers, uh, answers to prayer. Colton, I'm trying to get this to you. Bear with me here just a second. Oh, well. We'll forget about it. Uh, Matthew 7, 7. Turn there with me in your Bibles. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Notice the word shall be. Shall be. Just like those doors we would knock on. It seemed like every time they would open, but not every time. God says... When we knock, it shall be open. God wants to give us the answer in prayer. Uh, in John 16, Jesus said, Ask, and ye shall receive. Ye shall receive. So if prayer is asking, if that is the definition of prayer, if asking is prayer, then receiving is then the answer to prayer. Uh, that's the way uh, the reciprocation of prayer works. I ask, I receive. I ask, I receive. Uh, in James 4.2, we're told, you have not because ye ask not. Having or receiving is dependent on my asking of the Lord, my asking for that. Uh, Dr. Charles Blanchard, uh, in his book, Getting Things from God, uh, wrote several statements. I want to give you a few thoughts there from that book. Uh, he said, I have repeatedly heard, beloved brethren, say that when God declined to do what his children desired, the answer uh, was as accurate as when he granted them the things they wanted. The statement is sometimes made in this manner. God says sometimes yes and sometimes no. No is really an answer as a yes, so that prayer is always answered. Uh, it has ever seemed to me a cruel trifling with the souls of men to teach in this way. Of course, I do not mean to charge those who thus speak with intentional cruelty or trifling. Nevertheless, what they do seems to me a heartbreaking work. He goes on to say, uh, I do not believe this teaching is accurate, and I'm sure it would not be a comfort uh, to a mother whose heart is cold and heavy uh, under the shadow of a, of a sick child. I'm sure it would not be a comfort uh, to those who are asking uh, not believing God can or will answer that prayer. The answer to prayer is a granting of what we ask when we pray. So prayer is asking. The answer to prayer is receiving what God has for us. Number two in your notes this morning, point number two, 
how to pray in the will of God for a yes answer. How to pray in the will of God for a yes answer. Did you know that the average Christian does not usually get what he asks God for? Why? Because we don't ask God. We don't expect answers to prayer. We look at prayer as an exercise rather than a communication for receiving. And God wants to answer our prayer. We, the typical prayer has no answer to it. How many of you, you've received a, a message from someone and you've read the message on your phone and went, how do I respond to that? You ever been there? Or Brother Jim messes me every time it's like that. Uh, what do I say to that? They didn't ask me anything. They don't want anything. They just, this is random. Christian, I wonder how many of our prayers are like that to God. I wonder how many times we pray and God in heaven goes, what do you want? Ask. Ask what you want. Many Christians almost always doubt that God would ever answer a prayer, that God would ever need a meal, meet a need. If thy will, if it is thy will, and by the way, the Lord teaches that matter will do this if it's thy will or that if it's thy will. But there are some things that we don't have to question that it's the will of God. I don't have to question, okay, Lord, I want to pray about obeying you, and if it's your will, I'm going to obey. No, we don't need to question. We know the will of God in some areas. So how do we pray in such a way uh, that in the will of God, inside the will of God, that we can receive the answer of yes. Yes. How many of you have taken your children to a fast food restaurant? And you've said to them, if you have like, I used to when my kids were little, you can order anything off. Remember the old days, the 99 cent menu? Remember that? Those were, those were good days. You can have anything off of the 99 cent menu. Now, if Rebecca said, but dad, I, I want a Big Mac. I said, that's too bad. That's not on the 99 cent menu. Uh, you can have anything on this side. You can't have it there. Now, if she asked for anything there on that 99 cent menu, sure, because I'm a big spender. Uh, I'm sacrificial that way. Uh, because that was the will of dad. The will of dad was the 99 cent menu. So if she wanted to get something, she knew she had to pick inside that will of dad. We need to learn how to pray in the will of God, in the will of our Heavenly Father, so we can know, so we can know that we will receive what we ask for as we pray in the will of God. So often we put a question mark beside what God puts an exclamation point. We question, God, is, is this your will? And God has given us so many things in his word that we have no doubt about it. 
We don't know all the will of God, but we know much of the will of God if we read the Bible, if we simply follow what God says. You know, if I got up in a little while during the 1115 service and I started questioning, so you know what, I, I'm not really sure that Jesus is born again. I, you know, I think he is. I'm not sure if this, I hope some of you come and tackle me, Brother Dries. I hope you help carry me off the pulpit. Uh, take me outside and cast me out of darkness. Uh, if I start, well, I'm just, I wonder if this is really the word of God. I wonder how horrible that would be. By the way, Christian, how horrible it is when we begin to question what God says. When we don't know or we question and put a question mark, well, is this the will of God? When we can know several things that God has for us in his will. We don't have to have unbelief and doubting and uncertainty. We don't have to go to God and say, God, give me a, uh, an egg, and he gives us a scorpion. God, give me bread, and he gives us a stone. We can know that will of God and know how to pray to receive what God has for us. Now, to do that, there are some essential pieces of the puzzle or essential requirements. If I am to learn how to pray inside that will of God, there are some things that I have to know, some things I have to do to make sure that I'm praying correctly. Uh, number one or point A in your notes, there must be complete surrender to the will of God. There must be complete surrender to the will of God. When my children were little, if we were going around somewhere there was a dog, and I, I love dogs, I'm a... I have no fear of dogs. <laughs> I should have, but I don't. Uh, I love dogs. But when my girls were little, I was cautious about the dogs that I let be around them. I could deal with a dog that got aggressive with me, my little children, when they were younger. I didn't want them to have to do that. So before I would let a dog be around my children, I would walk up to the dog and I'd lay my hand across the dog's face like this and just push the head down just a little bit. Wouldn't hurt the dog. I'd just lay my hand on it and just push the nose down just a little bit. If that dog tried to fight me and get his nose away from me, I wouldn't let my children around that dog. If the dog would let its head stay down and let me stay over top of him, that meant... In the body language of that dog, I, I submit to you. You're the authority here. I'm, I'm going to yield to you. Then I can trust my children around that dog. So often we want to fight back against God. We, we want to be rogue. We want to go off course. First time I ever went golfing. Brother Jim is a golfer. I am not a golfer. Uh, I like putt-putt. Uh, That's kind of fun. Uh, I have never been... Uh, big boy golfing in Canada. Uh, I've only been real golfing, as Jim would call golfing, maybe four times in my life. The first time I ever went golfing, uh, I went with a friend of mine. I was 19 years old. I'd never been golfing. I'd never even held a golf club. I'd never even touched one in person, a real golf club. And he took me to this fancy golf course, country club, fancy golf course in Indiana. And we... He tried to get me to hit the ball, 
Man, I dug holes. You could have buried bodies in the holes that I dug with the swing. Brother Cram, I am not a good golfer. I never golfed before, and I've, I was getting frustrated, and, and the harder I swung, the more dirt that I was flinging around. And I finally said to my buddy, I said, this is stupid. I said, man, they got golf carts, don't they? He's like, yeah. I said, man, let's go rent a golf cart. So we got in a golf cart. I'm, I'm not condoning this, but I'm just telling you what happened. We got in a golf cart, and I said, man, I said, you want to be fun. Let's go off-roading in the golf cart. So we started off-roading uh, on a golf course with a golf cart, fancy country club golf course. And country club security started chasing us. Country club security did not grow up in West Virginia. Uh, they don't know how to off-road. It was a long chase, man. That would have been like the Los Angeles freeway. They could have had helicopters following us as, as I'm running from security and all, our golf, court going, golf cart going off-road. Now, I thought it was a lot of fun. Brother Jim, I got kicked out of the first golf course I ever went to. I was told I could never, ever return. That was a long time ago. That was 30 years ago. Now, I went off course. I, I, I did what you weren't supposed to do. And as a 19-year-old kid, man, this is fun. This is, this is the way I want to go. Christian, so often in our lives and in our prayer life, we want to tell God where we're going to go. We want to lift ourselves up above God's leading and above God's will. And we want to convince God, God, I'm going to go the way I want to go, and you bless me. But if we're to pray in the will of God, we have to learn to surrender. Complete surrender to the will of God. Complete, total surrender. We don't like to do that. We want our will. We want our way. We want our direction. And we want to go to God. Okay, God, now I need your help. I want to go my way. Okay, I've got a difficult area here. God, I want your help. Oh, no, no, I don't want to go your way. I want to keep going my way, but I want you to help me. That's not inside the will of God. I have to have complete and total surrender to the will of God if I'm to pray in the will of God. Psalm 37 tells us, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. You know, when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, when they said, Lord, teach us to pray, his first request, the first request, and we talked about this last week, the first request that Jesus taught them to make was, Hallowed be thy name, thy will be done. What we want to do is we want to pray for what we want, for our will, our purpose, and then we want to tag on, <laughs> Lord, in thy will. We want to make our will God's will. We've got the cart before the horse. We've got things turned around. I need to find what God's will is. I need to get in line behind God's will. 
And when I am yielded fully and totally to the will of God, at that point, I can pray asking not for what I want, but for what God wants for me. We see that here in our text. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. We're paid for. We're redeemed with the offer price of Calvary. And there can be no victory. There can be no victory in prayer except we humbly bow and say, Lord, I want what you want. I want your will. I want to have what you want me to have. Luke 11, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. James 4, 2, a verse we've looked at over and over and over and over again, but it reminds you again, the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. God has so many things he longs to give us. He longs to hear us ask in his will surrendered, complete and total surrender in his will and find that place where we can receive what God has for us. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Can I tell you that wicked hearts seek success in prayer by without first getting that surrendered place that surrendered place underneath the will of God and the purpose of God and finding that place. We ask amiss, the Bible says there in the text, because we want to consume it on our own lust. We need to pray with the words of that wonderful, wonderful hymn, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Have Thine Own Way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. That's what we ought to pray. That, that ought to be our desire. But so often we tell the potter, this is what I want to be. This is how I want to be shaped. This is my plan. When my plans have to be turned to him. Years ago I had a friend who told me about a car he had. A 1965 Ford Fairlane. He asked me if I wanted it. And my answer was yes. I think I paid four or $500 for it. I didn't pay much. It had a family of mice living in it. Like big family. Like a whole city of mice. Uh, it was dirty. It, was, it needed some help. The gas tank was rotted and rusted. But I bought it, and I started working on it little by little. I took the gas tank out because it was rotted, removed the gas tank out of the vehicle. I put a fuel cell in the trunk. That was my new gas tank. I put on a new exhaust. I started doing some work on the engine. I started doing a little bit of work in the interior. My wife helped me. We designed and she, I, I designed it and she sewed up new covers for the seats. And we did a lot of work on it. I was excited about 
fixing it up and what little free time I had. I didn't have much while I was in college, but I was working on it little by little by little. And then we found out that my wife was expecting our first child. We had given up. We thought we're not going to have children. It seemed the Lord wasn't going to give us any children. Then he gave us three. And I realized when I found out that I had a baby on the way, I needed to get rid of that 65 Ford. So I sold it to a neighbor. But that neighbor had a different vision than I had. That neighbor drove my 65 Ford Fairlane in a crash-up derby. <laughs> All the work that I put into it didn't go the direction I wanted it to go. He had a different vision. He had a different plan. Christians so often our plan and God's plan aren't the same. And when it comes to prayer, until I am yielded to God's plan, until I'm going the direction God wants me to go, I'm not going to receive an answer to prayer. Because I'm to ask in the will of God. I can't just tag on and nail on, okay, <laughs> thy will be done, Lord, in this, give me this. I need to find the will of God by being fully and totally yielded. The rest of that song I started reading, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now. As in thy presence, humbly I bow. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit till all shall see. Christ only, always living in me. If we're tuned into heaven, if we're tuned into heaven with a heart that is fully and totally yielded to the will of God, we can learn how to pray to the point where we can know God's going to answer our prayer when we know what God wants, when we're yielded there. Let her be in your notes this morning. If I'm to pray in the will of God to know that I can get a yes answer, let her be. There must be a heart understanding of God's word. There must be a heart understanding of God's word so that we may know the will of God. How can we ask with any assurance that God will be pleased to give us what we ask unless we know something's His will? Unless we know. How many of you in the last couple of weeks or last month did some detective work to find out what somebody wanted as a Christmas gift? You been there? I went to Rogue Wave the other day with, with Hannah, and she went in with me, and I was picking something up. And she walked over by the cups, and she said, I like that cup. And I said, oh, I, I like this one. She's a sneaky rascal. The only reason she went to the cups is she wanted to find out what cup I wanted. 
Christmas, Christmas morning, I opened up a box. Oh, that's the cup that I said I liked. Why? Because she found out. That's what dad likes. That's what dad wants. When we find out what God wants, what his will is in the word of God, then when we pray, we can understand that we can receive our answer to prayer. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, John 15, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. When my will matches his will, when I am understanding his will from the word of God, I can ask in the will of God for what God wants to give me. Asking just what we want and getting it depends on our abiding in Christ. His word. We see that in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Uh, our prosperity as a Christian, and prosperity, I'm not talking about our material wealth. I'm talking about prospering the Lord Jesus Christ. Us prospering in the Lord Jesus Christ is based upon us meditating and spending time in the Word of God. Walking there. Abiding in us. I'm not talking about you know, going through the motions, but actually getting, getting the Word of God inside of us and allowing it to dwell in us richly. I grew up on a farm. You know, we didn't just go out and spread the seeds on top of the ground and say, boy, I sure hope it takes root. Go back in the house and sit and just wait. Now, long before that seed got put on the ground, the field was plowed. It was disked. It was worked up. It was loosened. The seed was planted in the ground, in soft earth, in loose earth. So the seed had a place to germinate and a place to grow and to take hold and root. It wasn't just a matter of, okay, yeah, i got to get some seed there. And it needed water, needed sunshine, all those things for that seed to take root. Christian, we need the seed of the Word of God to take root in our minds and our hearts as we think on it, as we meditate on it. Psalm 1 is a beautiful passage speaking about that truth. We need to go to the Word of God and say, okay, God, I know this is your will. I, as I'm thinking about this passage, as I'm learning it, as I'm allowing it to soften my heart, and to come into my being, I know this is your will. That's the confidence that I can say, God, I know what your will is. Lord, I'm asking for this, knowing it's the will of God. Expecting, knowing, knowing that I can receive the answer. Psalm uh, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just. Faithful and just to forgive us our sins sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Christian, I know, no question about it, I know the will of God unequivocally is that if I sin, or may I put that a little better, when I sin, that God wants me to confess my sin. I know that. I don't have to say, man, I wonder if God wants me to confess my sin to him. I, Lord, I wonder if it's your will. No, it's the will of God. 
I also know, because it's the will of God, that when I confess my sin, no question about it, that God says, I'm forgiven and cleansed of all unrighteousness. I will immediately, without question, receive that answer when I pray. I don't have to say, Lord, if it be your will, God cleanse me. Lord, if it be your will, I, I pray, Lord, that you cleanse No, it is his will. Quit questioning God. Quit doubting God. When God says something, he means it. God doesn't change his will. God's word is established forever. It is settled forever. It says not even a jot or a tittle, not even one part of a letter or a, or a, or a part of a, a piece of sentence can ever be changed. It is eternal, the word of God. His will is eternal, and I can know that God does not change. There are things as I read the word of God, I know they're the will of God. Amen. And I can pray receiving it. And yet so often, well-meaning Christians who know the word of God, we pray, Lord, if it be your will. The Lord taught the disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say, give us this day our daily bread if it be your will. Let me help you with something. God wants to meet your needs. I don't have to say, Lord, I wonder... I wonder if you can take care of me, Lord, if you really want to, if that's your will. He wants to. He just wants us to ask him. Now, that doesn't mean when I pray for daily bread, I'm going to get daily filet mignon. Amen? Elijah was probably there by the brook Cherith praying, Oh, God, Lord, I'd like to have a big ribeye steak. Lord, please, I'd love to... I'd, Lord, would you, would you give me a reverse seared ribeye with a good crust on it, medium rare, and a baked potato? Lord, please. And all of a sudden, here came the raven. Had a piece of uh, kind of almost uh, starting to go bad rabbit meat in his beak. There you go. Lord, that's not ribeye. Lord, that, that's, that, that's not what I asked for. Eat it, Elijah. Eat it. It'll meet your need. By the way, a little bit later, Elijah would learn that God could provide him with meat that would last him 40 days. God wants to meet your need. But so often, we don't want to ask for God's will. We want to ask for what we want. Christian, we need to learn that if I am to pray, receiving, and expecting to receive, I need to, number one, be surrendered. Every aspect of my life yielded. Every part of me yielded to him. Every part of my mind, every part of my heart, my desires, every aspect of my life surrendered. Lord, whatever you want. Lord, whatever it is, God, I want your will. I, I want to be in your will. And I need to learn to get into this book. I can't pray in the will of God if I don't know the will of God. God doesn't give you his will in a dream. Let me say that again. God's not going to give you his will in a dream. He's going to give it to you through the word of God. And by the way, God's will is not going to be different <laughs> 
He doesn't give Brother Krim a different word than he gives me. It's the same. And I can't pray in the will of God if I don't know the will of God. And thus, I've got to get into his book. I've got to study it. I've got to, I've got to let it be planted and take root in my heart to get understanding from the teachings of the word of God. You know, so often today, there are those, and I'm going to use some words that most of our world don't know the definition of. And understand when I say these words, I'm using false definitions of these words. There are many today who want to worship. They have no idea what worship is. But they put no emphasis on the word of God. Christian, we have to spend time and put that emphasis on the word of God. Not, not just so we can feel something, so we can know the will of God. No, we want to feel something. I heard about a, a preacher many, many years ago, and I, I wouldn't do this. Uh, Colton, he probably will in the Netherlands someday. But a person came to the altar. They were lost, and they wanted to come trust Christ. And they began to pray. And they got up and went to the preacher and said, I don't feel anything. And they went back and prayed and got up and told the preacher, I don't feel anything. I think if I remember the story correctly, the third time, he went back to the preacher. The preacher slapped him in the face and said, do you feel something now? <laughs> yeah, I feel something. Understand, the word of God and knowing the will of God is not about a feeling. It's not about, oh, I have a warm, fuzzy feeling or, or, or that just uh, really resonates with me. No, it's what did God say? When I know what God says, when I get into the word of God and I know this is the will of God, I can have confidence. I don't have to question. I don't have to wonder. I can know the will of God. We're going to pick up here next week as we continue with this thought of prayer, asking, receiving, that the answer to prayer is receiving. And I want us to, to really hone in and understand God's purpose in prayers, he wants to give to us. As we ask, he wants to give. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray you'd help us. Lord, help us to learn and understand the purpose for prayer. Lord, so often we go through the motions. So often we look at prayer as exercise religiously. But Lord, I pray you'd help us to get over that hurdle and the lives of the devil. God, help us to pray the way you meant us to pray. Lord, I pray you'd help us specifically to be surrendered to your will. Lord, I pray you'd help us specifically, as we talked about this morning, spend time getting to know and studying your word. Lord, as we continue next week with these thoughts of how we can know we pray in your will, Lord. I pray you direct us. Bless us now, Lord. Be in our service to come. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.